any telematics solution that involves some some piece of hardware that somebody has to install on, on a vehicle it just creates a lot of friction for for adoption and we wanted a product and a customer experience that was as low friction as and as accessible to everybody as possible and, and so we went with the phone I'm here today with Blair Baldwin. He is the co-founder and CEO of Boundless Rider. Welcome, Blair. Oh, thanks, Josh, for having me. I'd love to hear kind of uh, about the business and, and, and maybe share your vision for what Boundless Rider is sorry, contributing to the insurance and insure tech community. Of course. So Boundless Rider is a new full stack MGA focused on the motorcycle, power sport and e-bikes markets. Uh, and which was really interesting about this sort of collection of vehicles and really the tribes of riders that, that use these vehicles is that it's just an underserved market niche. So um, for any individual insurance carrier, it's a pretty small book of their business, but it's actually a pretty large number of families and households that have these types of vehicles, whether it's a motorcycle, an ATV or a UTV or a snowmobile uh, or, or an e-bike. Um, so our, our vision is taking a kind of ignored and sort of sleepy product category and bringing product innovation, new customer experience, uh, and really new technology to the game to create essentially a better product and and a better customer experience for riders of all kinds. Uh, and we're just really excited to do this. What do those riders have access to now? And what is it, you know, maybe in a little bit more detail you're doing that's different or will create that, you know, new, better, innovative experience for them? Yeah, so it's interesting as a product category, uh, motorcycle and power sports has, has just, largely ignored. So a traditional carrier, um, it might only be, you know, two, 3% of their book. Uh, and because of that, they tend not to invest in um, any type of changes to the underlying product in terms of like coverages or, or pricing, except when they have to. Um, uh, and certainly have not introduced any sort of distinct customer experience, so, um, sort of oriented around the the needs and wants and um, emotions and personalities of uh, of these riders. Uh, and so, um, what we've done is um, a we sort of created a, a new brand and customer experience that speaks to them. Uh, and then we've also taken the underlying insurance product and, and made a couple of really notable changes to it um, that make it frankly, a differentiated and, and, a, and a just a better product. Um, you know, for instance, you know, we uh, created a new vehicle class for e-bikes because this is an emerging product category that isn't actually really covered adequately in any product today. Um, then we took our own proprietary tech stack uh, uh, around a sort of telematics and we built a optional endorsement that lives off of our um, Boundless Rider app. Uh, and if you buy a policy from us and download and start using the app, you get all sorts of benefits that we filed uh, for the product. Are there other things you've done besides the choice to stick with the phone for the telematics piece to, to try to make it low friction or just in general a better customer experience as you were describing early on? I mean, in terms of the friction, there's a, there's a couple places that typically create 
friction when buying an insurance product. Uh, one of them is the sort of the, the digital self-serve experience um, where you can go to a website and buy a product. And um, because motorcycle and power sports insurance, again, typically has not been invested by the industry, the digital self-serve platforms that exist out there today for the products are, are pretty, pretty antiquated. Uh, and so one of the things we did right off the bat is just create an easier way to buy uh, motorcycle, power sports, and, and e-bike insurance just by updating the customer experience. Can you get into either any of the actuarial science or the data science? Yeah, I, we try to keep things as premium neutral as possible um, by using various sort of offsets. By the way, I should clarify, I am not an actuary. Uh, <laughs> you know, we worked with, um, you know, one of the best actuarial firms around that uh, actually just gave a presentation uh, last week on uh, on um, product design for for this program. What we also did in creating this endorsement or this aspect of the endorsement, that $100,000 uh, sort of death benefit payout, is we also wanted to encourage the types of behaviors that would make people safer. And so there yep. are some conditions in that in that uh, in that death benefit payout that are notable um, and meaningful. So one of them is that uh, we, we require helmets um, because there's a yeah. very strong correlation between helmet usage and uh, 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 and on-road fatalities. Um, and, and we also um, we also have a condition in there that uh, you know prohibits any sort of uh, drugs or alcohol or um, illegal behavior of the vehicle operation of the vehicle. Again, because we want to encourage sort of safe riding. You know, you see the big multi-line carriers bundling this, that, and the other um, that they that they offer. Do you end up kind of fighting upstream against that, or um, is there some other kind of strategy you have that gets you to this this particular? Um, niche of uh, of people more more easily despite that you know big brand marketing you know if you asked me 10 years ago i would have said you know my competition is these carriers that are sort of bundling uh motorcycle and power sports and with other um you know other lines like auto and homeowners um today that's not my answer uh, because i realized that the way to succeed both for us, but also for an industry, is much more about collaboration and enhancing the overall customer experience. And so we look at carriers who have motorcycle and power sports coverage. Um, well, for, for one, actually many carriers don't. So smaller and mid-sized carriers typically don't actually have this line. Uh, but even larger carriers that do, um, we feel that we could really be a partner to them uh, and could you know, white label or uh, essentially, you know, run this part of their business in a way that um, is additive so that they can focus on the core home and auto and not worry about this little sort of ancillary side product line. So the mindset is much more about collaboration uh, and embracing the fact that bundling makes sense for customers and they typically prefer it. So we want to be a part of that bundle uh, and not fight against it. You know, you've you've raised some decent money for an early stage startup, and you know, I know you've got a, a team of people going, but obviously, you can't go all places at once. So, how does that impact sort of your approach to your distribution strategy and 
type of people you bring on board and and, and kind of how you allocate resources to 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 driving revenues through the door yeah um uh, so you're entirely right uh you know when you're a startup full stack mga with a new product and new product filings you you can't be in all places at once uh and so we picked our first five states uh that uh that either we are live in or will be soon live in so um and there's some you know, pretty decent sized states in there so it's you know texas arizona uh ohio and illinois and pennsylvania are are sort of pilot states um and so our goal is to take these pilot states which represent about 20 percent of the riding population uh as a great test case for what we can do in developing sort of the app and and this um you know, just take the app, just take the insurance, take the whole thing. You know, how did, how did you kind of uh, come up with that approach versus, you know, take it or leave it uh, type, of, type of situation? This is a, an ambitious thing that we're doing because we're really doing most two businesses at once. We've got the insurance business and then the app business, um, but they do come together in this beautiful way where what makes the insurance product truly unique is the benefits that are unlocked by using the app um, for the the policyholders um, and the reason why we've opened the app up to the general population and not just our, our policyholders um, there's really two reasons one is um, people who ride um, any of the vehicles that we that we insure are they form really tight communities, um, really, really tight communities. And, and so we think that there's a lot of benefit to just tapping into those communities, giving them some tools that they may not otherwise have, um, separate from our insurance product. Uh, the second thing is we're all about data. And the more users of our app, that data will only help improve the insurance side of the business. Are there other particular lessons learned you've had from your prior startups? Yeah, I mean, I think the most important one there is in prior businesses, um, I had really been focused on uh, direct-to-consumer as the pure sort of be-all and end-all of, uh, of the insure tech. Um, and I believed that, you know, if we built a better product and had really great direct-to-consumer marketing, that, that would be the way to sort of win in this business. I really personally evolved this view uh, to look at much more about uh, traditional sort of distribution and basically enhancing traditional distribution with a new differentiated product. So that means bringing this to agents and agencies, um, various sort of intermediaries, um, essentially playing within the ecosystem as a, as a complement to existing products and existing sort of channel distribution versus trying to kind of forge our own path and uh, and sort of battle out and battle things out in the world of direct to consumer which just gets just very very expensive you have you know some fairly notable investors in your corner mm -hmm. and you know raise money relatively recently what was that experience like, you know, navigating through, a, I think, a change in the market sentiment around fundraising and, you know, how did you 
ultimately choose, you know, who to, who to partner with from a fundraising point of view? I mean, fundraising is never easy. Uh, despite what people may say, um, even in the best of times, it, it's hard. Uh, and in the worst of times, it's even harder. What made our process um, as smooth as it could be from a fundraising perspective is that we were very clear about the market segment we were after, the true gaps in the market um, and the market potential. And sort of when you put those together with the unique solution that we're bringing to the table, um, it was an easier sell than maybe um, other insure techs that are focused on uh, sort of more competitive markets where um, there's frankly more existing legacy players and more startups. So Blair Baldwin, CEO uh, and co-founder at Boundless Rider. Uh, it was great having you on. Thanks, Josh. <laughs>